Hello there, and welcome to the Redeemer Church Podcast. I'm so glad that you're with us today. At Redeemer, we are committed to connecting people to God's transforming love, and I hope that this podcast is just one more way that you connect to God's presence this week. Right now, due to the coronavirus outbreak and out of our desire to cooperate with state, local, and national officials and to keep everyone safe, we have suspended all in-person gatherings until further notice. But that does not change our commitment to connecting people to God's transforming love. We will have worship posted every Sunday morning by 7 a.m. for your whole family to enjoy. And of course, we will always post the message here on the podcast every Monday morning. So here is week five of our Jesus Is series with Pastor Adam Barnett. Jesus is glorified. Well, welcome, Redeemer family. It is so good to be with you again today for Church Online. You know, lately I've been thinking a lot about the time that we get to be together again, whenever that may be. And although we might be terrified of germs, I do envision our lobby being full of cheerful expressions of love and gratitude for one another, great conversations as we catch up, and of course, many warm hugs. I also picture you rushing into the doors of this sanctuary with eager anticipation for worship to begin. Full disclosure, I was emotional this week as I prepared this message. I just miss our time together. But whenever that day comes, what a glorious day that will be as the body of Christ comes together again to worship our King in churches near and far. Today we're in John chapter 12, where we're going to read of Jesus entering Jerusalem as King, a triumphal entry. If you're taking notes, you can write down the title of this message, Jesus is Glorified. Let's begin with verse 12. The next day, the great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it. As it is written, do not be afraid, daughter Zion. See, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. At first, his disciples did not understand this. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been written about him and that these things had been done to him. Now the crowd that was with him when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to spread the word. Many people, because they had heard that he had performed this sign, went out to meet him. So the Pharisees said to one another, see, this is getting us nowhere. Look at how the whole world has gone after him. Now there were some Greeks among those who went up to worship at the festival. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, with a request. Sir, they said, we would like to see Jesus. Philip went to tell Andrew. Andrew and Philip in turn told Jesus. And Jesus replied, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must 
follow me. And where I am, my servant will also be. My father will honor the one who serves me. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it was for this very reason that I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. And then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it and will glorify it again. Now just picture this. Great crowds have lined the roads and they're shouting with joy. They're waving palm branches. And as their praise filled the air, Zechariah's 400-year-old prophecy was fulfilled. The king had arrived. What is offered to God had to be pure and perfect. So Jesus arrived on an unused, unbroken animal. To contrast, a conquering general would ride in on a horse, symbolizing his kingdom's military might. This king's dominion, we see in Zechariah 9.10, shall be from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. But Jesus is also the prince of peace. So he did not go to Jerusalem to conquer men, but to win people's hearts. The curiosity of the Greeks here is very important. We'd like to see Jesus, they said, as they came to Jerusalem for the feast of Passover. It is clear that these were, in fact, God-fearing people, but they weren't Jewish. So in the first hours of the Holy Week, Jesus' lordship went international. In verse 32, Jesus said, If I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men to myself. The reach of God's love is for Gentile and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian and Scythian, slave and free. Male and female. We know from Scripture in Colossians that Christ is for all people. What I'd like to focus on today is verse 23, where Jesus said these words. The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Now, on multiple earlier occasions, John recorded that this hour had not yet come. For example... In John chapter 2, Jesus learned that the wedding banquet ran out of wine, and he replied, my hour has not yet come. In John chapter 7, Jesus' brothers said, go public with your ministry. Come on, go to Judea. This has got to be known by all. And Jesus replied, my time has not yet come. And again, in John chapter 7, Jewish authorities, they tried to arrest Jesus, and they couldn't because his time had not yet come. Palm Sunday is the turning point. Palm Sunday is the commencement of a series of events that would result eventually in Jesus' death. The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Let me offer three summary statements on this verse for you today. Number one, glorification was accomplished through Jesus' death on the cross. 
Jesus' death on the cross, this is the glory of God revealed. After proclaiming that his hour had come, Jesus began to speak about death. Jesus says in verse 24, unless a grain of wheat falls to the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. This is not what the disciples were expecting. You know, the other day, my family needed to get out of the house, much like you've probably felt in recent days. I made a fantastic parenting decision, put the kids in the car, and we drove to Chick-fil-A. Now, I had forgotten that the Chick-fil-A on Memorial was closed due to construction. I think they're turning it into a 10-story building with 14 drive through lanes. I'm not sure. But the kids were devastated. We needed Chick-fil-A. I didn't want to drive across town, though, so we had just resolved uh, to go next door and get Cain's chicken. Now, I invite you to go ahead and pause this service on your screen, wherever you are, and just have a conversation, a dialogue with those around you. Who has better chicken, Chick-fil-A or Cane's? Go ahead. I'm just kidding. Stop. Don't do that. This is church. Save that argument for later. But the point is this. My kids expected one thing, and it didn't happen. Something entirely different happened that day. Imagine the surprise that the disciples felt as they listened to Jesus. They were expecting to overthrow the Roman rule in Israel, and instead, they would be instructed by Jesus to submit, even to the point of death. How confusing to hear people shouting praises in the streets, Hosanna, glory to God, and only a few days later hear people shouting, crucify him, crucify Jesus. Jesus was explaining to his disciples through this mini parable that he was the grain of wheat that had to die. And our salvation is the fruit of his death. The hour has come to be glorified and the hour has come to die. Those two statements, the hour has come to be glorified and the hour has come to die. Those are synonymous statements from Jesus. Number two, glorification is the result of Jesus loving the Father more than his own life. Jesus knew the week ahead and what it contained. He knew his flesh would be torn. He would be beaten. A crown of thorns would be pressed into his skull. And nails would be driven through his wrists and through his feet. Yet, he stayed the course. He faced his hour. He faced his hour for you and for me. And he did it to glorify the Father. Verses 27 and 28. Now my soul is troubled. What shall I say Jesus said, Father, save me from this hour. No, it was for this very reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. 
How did the death of Jesus glorify the Father? Just consider these results. Countless Old Testament prophecies were fulfilled as a part of God's redemptive story. Our sins could be forgiven. Salvation could be offered to all. And what Satan thought was his best moment of victory was actually his defeat. Glorification is the result of Jesus loving the Father more than his own life. Number three, glorification demands a response from all disciples of Jesus. It demands a response from us. Through his death on the cross, Jesus initiated intimate relationship with humanity, with you. That's what the cross did. He offered total transformation. He looks at humanity and says, I want to make you a new creation, no matter the cost. And as a new creation, my friends, we have to act the way that a new creation should act. A new mindset, a new obedience, a new love for God and for our neighbor. Jesus demands, if you claim to be his disciple, follow him. Die to self. Pick up your cross. This is discipleship. When we deny our own will and instead pursue and submit to the will of God. We die to self-reliance. We die to self-centeredness. And like Jesus, we love the glory of God more than our own lives. When we do, Christ is glorified, and our reward is an eternal one. Let me close by speaking to anyone watching. You've joined worship today online, out of intrigue, or out of curiosity. Maybe the story of Jesus is somewhat new to you. You went to church during your childhood. You've heard this story before. You know what Palm Sunday and Easter are all about but you're here with us now and you're interested in Jesus. Maybe even right now, the love of God feels irresistible to you. You feel compelled to respond today. And I know why you feel that way. Jesus is drawing you to himself through his Holy Spirit, just as he promised in John 12, 32. Also in John, we find another promise for your life. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. Long ago, the hour had come for Jesus to give his life for you. Maybe Maybe this is the hour that you give your life to Jesus. Maybe this is the hour that you turn and receive his love for you. When you receive Jesus' love, he is glorified. His work on the cross on your behalf is accomplished when you decide to say yes to Jesus. When you say yes to Jesus, all of heaven rejoices. So if you believe in his name and you're ready to receive his free gift of salvation for you, 
a prayer is going to come on the screen today. And I invite you, wherever you're watching, to say that prayer out loud with me. To the entire Redeemer family, those of you who have been walking with Jesus for many, many years, I invite you to say this prayer out loud with me also. No matter where you're watching, this prayer can be a reminder to all of us why the events of Palm Sunday and this Holy Week took place. Let's pray together. Father God, I believe with all my heart that Jesus died on the cross for me. I believe he rose from the dead and that same power makes me a new creation. I renounce my past and ask you to forgive me of my sins. I receive your forgiveness today. I receive new birth in you. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I long to be with you all of my days here and for all of eternity. Through the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Well, my friend, if you prayed that prayer today for the very first time, welcome to the family of God. I glorify God. This church family glorifies God for the redeeming work that he did in your heart today. We want to know that you've made this decision. We want to congratulate you and come walk alongside as you begin this new journey with Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. On the homepage of our website, you're going to see a little button that says, I decided to follow Jesus today. If you'll go online and click that button and tell us a little bit about yourself so that we can reach out to you and support you as you begin this new faith story. We also want to offer you a free Bible if you don't have one and share with you ways that you can serve and grow and experience community as a part of the Redeemer family. God bless you. Let's worship together. Once again, thank you for listening to the Redeemer Church podcast. To stay connected to all that God is doing here at Redeemer, visit our website at RedeemerTulsa.org or connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Have a blessed week.